Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and this is the place where you know I'm standing here cheering you on as fathers because I want to help you become the hero that you want to be and that your daughter and your son need you to be. And even though I focus more on the dad-daughter relationship, I have men tell me all the time, you know what? These things I'm learning, Michelle, from you also are helping me be a better dad to my sons. So as you know, every week, I do On Your Mark, Get Set, Go, where you picture yourselves, dad, standing side by side, ready to run your fathering race this week and putting your heart of love into action. So On Your Mark is the title, Get Set is stories and stats that fill that concept in, and Go is your practical action step each week to put that topic of the week into action. How's that sound? Okay, well, let's get started. On your mark today, the title is Six Words That Will Make You a Better Dad. Six words. Okay, seriously, I know I'm going to be your new best friend because six words that can make a difference. Now I'm speaking Martian, aren't I? I always say I'm from Venus. I'm a Venusian. And men tell me, get to the point already. Well, in typical Venusian style. It's going to take me a minute to tell you what those six words are. I'm baiting you, but I'm going to fill in that concept first with some research, give you some stats before I tell you the six words. So you're going to have to hang in there for the next little bit. Well, pretty much every dad that I meet says, Michelle, tell me how to fix my relationship with my daughter right? Can you relate? If you're a dad, you're like, just tell me how to fix it. I can tell I'm blowing it. Just make it easy. So having six words that make a difference, I believe that answers that question. And it's going to help answer that today. Because these six words actually come from a dad in the Bible who had a daughter and a married one actually at that. And these six words are easy to use, and they are going to make a difference. So as I set the foundation today for using these six words to emotionally engage your daughter, I want to ask you a question. Are you old enough like me to remember that craze back in the 60s, maybe the 70s, because I was born in 1960, where we would get really cool prizes in cereal boxes? Do you remember that? Oh my goodness, I loved all those little pieces of nothing, little plastic things. But one of my favorite treats that was ever in one of those boxes was this decoder ring. And I can remember that my sister and I would beg my mom for the cereal that had the cool prizes in them. And sometimes they would tell you what they were and sometimes they wouldn't. But this decoder ring, I can remember that somehow it felt like when I put it on, I was a detective. You know, I was like this Sherlock Holmes because I had this little cryptic tool where I could solve the mystery on the back of the box by, you know, putting it up to the little maze on the back of the box. And the thing that sticks out in my mind about decoder rings is that instantly they provide the link, don't they, between the problem and then the solution. So in other words, without that magic ring, the problem is left unsolved and unanswered, right? So you can probably see where I'm going with this is the question that I ask you dads then is, do you ever wish you had a decoder ring that you could put on to better translate your daughter, like, what are you saying? I am lost here to understand your daughter because she's not making sense to you and then relate to her. Dad after dad tells me I want to reach her heart, but I have no roadmap for doing that. And I'm so lost. 
So if you're like the dads of daughters that I lead in the ABBA project who are often left scratching your head as your daughter matures into her teen years beyond and even beyond that, where you're going, where did my little girl go? Where did daddy's little girl take off to? Well, as your potential confusion and overwhelm then rise up in you, it can make things oftentimes more complicated when you decide to back off. You think at the time that's what she's telling you she wants. Dad, get out of here. And you're you're going, okay, I'll do that. Let mom deal with this. But I say, no, no, no. This is where I come in. I want to help you as a dad become a hero by really reading between the lines and going, don't listen to what she's saying. She actually wants you to push past her resistance and needs that in a soft, kind, gentle way that may not feel like you're maybe your best top skill to back off, soften, you know, you want to get in there and solve the problem and fix it. So it's all about learning how to pace, isn't it? Well, you've probably heard the name James Dobson. Dr. James Dobson started Focus on the Family, child psychologist. He poses a powerful question in his book, Bringing Up Girls. And he says, what does a girl need from her parents when everything has gone topsy-turvy? The answer, he says, is, listen to this, dads, more attachment, not less. Okay, say that with me. More attachment, not less. Now, listen to this. He further underscores that point by adding, here's his quote, even when she is most unlovable, she needs love and connectedness, not only from her mother, but also from her father. So did you catch that? When she is... the in a mood when everything is topsy-turvy and you lost the roadmap to her heart, which is something that Pastor Keith recently said on a program. I love that. That she needs more attachment to you, not less. And guess what? That point that Dr. Dobson makes is backed up by research. So I want you to hear next some powerful results from a research study that talks about how dads relate to their daughters differently than their sons. Now, I know you probably already know that. You're in touch with that. You're like, Michelle, tell me something I don't know. But if you have a daughter and a son, you probably have a more clear picture that you do relate to them differently. Dads tell me all all the time, literally, I say this constantly, I hear, wow, my son is so much easier because he's a lot like me. And I know that that's a gross generalization. It's not always divided down the lines of gender. But the point I'm making is that there is a study that actually is going to validate what you may be experiencing and feeling. So in May of this year, a study was published by a group of people at Emory University in a journal called Behavioral Neuroscience. And here's the title of that study, Child Gender Influences Paternal Behavior, Language, and Brain Function. Okay, if you're like me, I'm like, okay, that is really heady. I don't even know what you just said there because it was all academic. So let me break it down to the way that that same study was translated in forums online, NBC, NPR. One of them titled their article, Father's Brains Respond Differently to Daughters Than Sons. Okay, I like that one a little bit better. And this one is even a little bit more catchy. Here's the one that I really like. It says, are daddy's little girls treated better than little boys? Subtitle, 
They don't call them daddy's little girls for nothing. Isn't that awesome? Well, here's a section in the study that I think is really insightful when it comes to reporting on how dads emotionally interact with their girls as compared to their boys. So listen to this. Here's the quote. Dads are more attentive and responsive to toddler daughters' needs than fathers with sons the same age. Researchers studied the brain scans of men and random daily interactions that those men had with their daughters and found that dads, now listen to this, this is so cool, they sang more often to their daughters and spoke more openly about emotions, including sadness, possibly because they're more accepting of girls' feelings than boys. And it's not just, they go on to say, the touchy-feely stuff that dads doled out liberally to their daughters. It was also what they said and the words that they used that were different too. If fathers are more present and attentive to their daughters and open to expressing emotions, that may help girls develop more empathy than boys, which is powerful because it's saying a father's interaction right up close to his daughters is actually helping her develop empathy. Now, okay, I've got to stop here. I'm going to read you another part of the research in a minute, but I got to add in my own editorial comment here. Did you just catch that this study was done with taught their daughters and said their dad sang to them? Did you catch that? I do not recall ever having a conversation with many men where they have said, oh, my MO with my daughter is that I sing to her. Maybe you do. I'm just saying that isn't something I've heard hardly ever, if ever. But this study also said they sang and they spoke. I always love things that have an easy way to remember them. So there's two S words, sang and spoke more openly about feelings, including sadness. Okay, so here is my million dollar question. If this is true, what they're saying about dad's connecting with their daughters when they're little girls, three, four, and five as toddlers, in such a way that they're able to develop maybe a skill that they maybe didn't sing to their sons, but they're developing that skill with their daughters. How could that skill stay intact as she ages? Can you imagine if dad sang sang the same songs to his daughter when she's a teenager and in a mood that he sang to her when she was a toddler, how far he could get with her? Oh my goodness. That carries so much hope for me, for you as men, to say that you will tap into a different side of yourself as you engage with your daughters that doesn't open up anywhere else. So dads, keep it going with your daughters through their entire lives because Honestly, I do have a story about this with my dad. My dad has had songs that he has sung to us girls ever since we were little. And even still, I'm talking into my 50s, every once in a while, if I'm having a hard time or my dad doesn't know what to say, he'll go, come here. And he'll put me on his lap and he'll start singing these old spiritual songs that his mama sang to him as a little boy. And they're in him and he knows them by heart and they're silly. They don't even have any depth of meaning, but boy, do they provide a link from his heart to mine as he sings a song. So I love this. I mean, you guys, here is a go step early on today. I always end with that, but I love weaving them through the conversation as well. Sing to your daughters. Maybe this week, try it out. You could sing the the sun will come out. You could sing that. You could sing Jesus loves me. 
You could sing something you remember. Maybe it's a fight song from college. I don't know. But it doesn't have to have a lot of meaning because really, I think the point is sometimes it helps to lift a mood if it's a silly song. Well, this article goes on to say that other research has found that restricted emotions in adult men, listen to this, it's linked to depression, decreased social intimacy, marital dissatisfaction, and a lower likelihood of seeking mental health treatment. Most dads are trying to do the best they can, this is what this article said, and do all the things they can do to help their kids succeed. But it's important to understand how their interactions with their children might be subtly based on gender. Did you now catch that fact? Time for Dr. Michelle's editorial comment. Is if restricted emotions in adult men lead to poor emotional health and negative relational dynamics, and that relationships between fathers and daughters help men develop their emotional side, then aren't daughters one of the best gifts that God has ever given to dads? Come on now. I'm just speaking the truth from the research. But this also means, men, that as your daughter gets older and she's harder to figure out or pace with when her hormones are taken over and she's all over the map emotionally, that you've got to work doubly hard to meet her where she's at and ride those waves with her. But think of it as a win-win because according to this research, you're going to have less depression, increase social intimacy, be happier in your marriage and your relationships as a result of being more expressive with your emotions, which is what your daughter's going to help to bring out. Now that is some powerful research if you ask me. Well, it's all out of love for your daughter that you're going to push past perhaps your wiring or your defaults to go the distance. So what do you need, dad, to be a dialed-in dad who's sensitive to your ever-changing daughter, you know, having a decoder ring to go, okay, what I could do last year does not work today. I need the decoder ring to help know how to track with her. Well, part of it is ask her, right? Hey, what do you need from me, hun? I just feel like I'm just not, not reaching you. And I'm really lost. Can you give me one thing this week that I could do to be a better dad to you, to be better sensitive? There's another go step. Sing to her. Connect with her emotions. Ask her if you're really going, man, what worked last week is not working this week. Or ask her mom, can you give me one thing? Because that takes humility, doesn't it, to ask that. But remember that as this study said, is you're going to grow and have better health all the way around if you can develop that emotional side of you out of love for your daughter. Well, I also want to bring you something today. I told you I'm going to give you six words, right, that are going to make you a better dad. And those six words are tucked inside a story, a really short story, an obscure story even, in the middle of the book of Joshua. And this is a story about an incredible dad who got it right with his daughter. And I love the fact that she was married when he when the story is told because Sometimes you as a dad might think, ah, she's out of the house. I'm done with my fathering role or she's married now. I've handed her off to her husband. No, she still needs you. And these six words, if emulated, will make you a better dad starting today. Well, let me give you the quick backstory. Caleb is the dad that we're going to talk about today. And you may remember him as being one of the Israelite spies who, along with his friend Joshua, went on this journey to check out the promised land, to find out if it was inhabitable. So God said, hey, Israel, you get this land, but there's lots of giants. There's lots of enemies. There's lots of 
conquests that have yet to be uh, put into action in order to gain the land. Do you see the parallels to your daughter's heart? There's going to be a lot of conquest that's going to have to happen to get to her heart. Let's call that the promised land. So Caleb was one of 12 spies who went on this trek about the age of 40. So again, paralleling here is if you're a dad that is in your 40s, it's not too late to be a spy, to go into un, you know, uncharted waters, uncharted territory to learn something new. And Caleb, when he and his friend Joshua, along with the others, knew that they were headed into this land with giants, they were going to be outnumbered. So this was not an easy trek that they went on. But instead of being intimidated, these two guys saw with eyes of faith, and they took God at his word that he was going to give them that land, regardless of these overwhelming odds. So despite the fact that the other 10 spies came back with negative reports, Caleb and his buddy Joshua, they had eyes that saw beyond the problem. They saw beyond the challenges. Okay, you're seeing the parallels, right? To fathering. That's why I love this story and wanted to bring it to you today. So Caleb was Joshua's ally. And because of the delay in them saying, this is the promised land, God's given it to us, and the actual fulfillment of that promise, there was about 45 years in between them going into the land and the fulfillment of the promise. Because Caleb was about 85 years old when he finally entered the promised land. Again, that may be a word that you need today, Dad, is going, I've got these promises. I'm praying that there will be restoration between my daughter and I. But there's often a delay between your prayer, the promise God gives you, and the fulfillment. So don't be discouraged as we go on today. Caleb's going to encourage you from one dad to another. I read one author who said that Caleb was a bold, impetuous, courageous guy who was consecrated to God, vigorous and faithful in old age, as well as invincible as he drove out the giants from his inheritance. I mean, I would love to be friends with that guy, wouldn't you? Okay, now we're going to focus on this little verse. It's one verse, Joshua 15, verse 18, where Caleb is now going up and interacting with his daughter, Aksa. Now, the spelling is A-C-H-S-A-S. It's kind of a, a different spelling if, if you want to try to read that word, oxa. And just like her visionary dad, she was a courageous woman who wasn't afraid to ask for what she wanted. So it's obvious that her dad had modeled to her, even in his role, not just as a conqueror, you know, with other allies, but even in his own home, that he had modeled what it looks like to be bold and forthright because of what you're going to hear she how she interacted with her dad. So let's pick up the story, as I said, in Joshua 15, verse 18. Here's what it says. One day when Oxa came to her husband, okay, we know she's married, she urged him to ask her father for a field. But when she got off her donkey, her dad, Caleb, asked her, and here's the six words, dads, that will make you a better father to your daughters. Here's the six words. I know it's been drum roll all the way up in the conversation until now. Here they are. He said, what can I do for you? Say it with me. What can I do for you? So here's this woman. She went to her husband, wanted her husband to ask her, ask him for a field, right? Wanted to ask him for a field. But when she got off 
her donkey, her dad addressed her. I mean, probably he didn't know the conversation they had had before. But immediately when he saw his daughter, he must have known something was up. So he used six words to say, what can I do for you? I love that question. It's simple. It's easy. It's direct. And there are six words that every dad, come on now, I want you to memorize that and I want you, you to use it regularly, daily, as much as you can. Because I believe those six words will positively impact the way your daughter responds to you. Now, notice that dad brought himself to his daughter's problem. Did you catch that? The middle word there, what can I do for you? It wasn't what's going on with you. I mean, not that that would be an okay question, but I think this is really powerful, dads, to hear that he brought himself to the question, to his daughter, to the problem. He must have maybe read her face. Sounds like he knew something was up. He was willing to invest his own time, his own resources to help her all before he knew what it was that she even wanted. So dads, maybe even a variation on the theme this week of that question, what can I do for you, would be to do something that a recent guest here on my show suggested, which is to ask your daughter, what can I take off your to-do list today? Okay, is that awesome or what? What can I take off your to-do list today? See how that parallels. What can I do for you? Okay, but the story between this dad and daughter gets even better because here is what Oxa says back to her dad's question. Her first thing, do me a special favor. Okay, that cracks me up because I'm going, did she know she was wrapped around dad's little finger? Because if your daughter says to you, dad, daddy, can you do me a special favor? I do not care the age. You are probably going to soften and go, honey, what do you need? What do you need? And since you, this is what she says to her dad, since you have given me land in the Negev, give me also springs of water. So she's like, dad, you've already given to me before, but she didn't say, okay, then we're done. She's like, dad, can you also give me more springs of water? She obviously had a solid foundation of relationship to ask her dad for quote, a special favor. She must've known he would listen. She had no fear in asking for something in addition to the first gift he'd already given her. She must have trusted that he would respond well. Dad, does your daughter know she can come to you and ask for things? Even if she's worried that she's over-asked or already taken advantage of your goodwill. My dad, I ask him lots of things. Lots of things. Dad, come over and fix my AC or can you mow my lawn? You want your daughter to be able to ask you that question over and over, not just one time. So do you notice how easily she responded to her dad's question about what she wanted without holding back and how he offered the gift of his attention? He was solely focused on her, not her husband. He must have been there. And that he gives his daughter more than she asked for because he gave her that. So dad, I encourage you to begin making these six words a regular part of your interaction with your daughter. What are the words? What can I do for you? And it's not about throwing things at her, you know? It's about bringing you to the relationship. What can I do for you? And I guarantee that these few words will be a game changer in the way your daughter responds to you. I mean, who would have ever thought that a father from 16th century BC 
could provide such a powerful six-word code, right? Decoder ring that dads in the 21st century can use to unlock their daughter's heart. Honestly, I say to Caleb, thank you for being a fantastic role model of a dialed-in dad from so many years ago that still has relevance today. So dads, today on your mark has been six words that will make you a better dad. You've heard statistics and research. You've heard heart stories of this one dad to his daughter. So between today and next Monday, dads, say to your daughters these six magic words. What can I do for you? Well, as always, you can write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. I want to hear questions you have. Maybe there's topics you would like me to address on the program. Let me know what it is that's happening in your homes, in your relationships that I could address here on the program. You can always go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have free resources and you can download PDFs and put them into action. You can always read my book, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. You can go to Amazon. I've got a link on my website. I have Dad Daughter Friday blogs because my goal in helping dads become heroes is to keep regular information coming to you so that you have new information all the time to put into action without hopefully being on overload. And if you've enjoyed this conversation today and want to hear more, you can listen to every episode on the of the Dad Whisper on iTunes, or you can go to my website where you can also listen there. And on iTunes, you can subscribe, rate, and review while you're there. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson signing off today having another awesome chance to come into your home and into your heart to bring my desire to help dads become heroes into song. See, that was the theme today. Song. Sing to your daughters. As you consistently and intentionally pursue your daughter's hearts, go dads.